0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. God has a plan for each life, a destiny that he has prepared for them from the foundations of the world, a purpose in this earth, and a positioning for a placement in eternity. Yet many do not walk the narrow path that God has laid out for them and miss the fullness of what they were predestined to be. They forget their inheritance, their destiny for a plan B, something easy, a broad path, the enemy's plan wrapped up in the desires of the flesh, the wisdom of man, pleasure, leisure, ease, grandeur, entertainment, or entitlement, another way, anyway, but the narrow way, the one straight path that God has laid. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 13, we read these, the words of Jesus when he says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Beware, therefore, of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravaging wolves. When Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness... He did not tempt him to give up his destiny completely. He simply tempted him to achieve it by some other means, to choose a different path than the one that would take him through Gethsemane, to choose a plan B, something easy and flesh-pleasing. And in this way, does the devil tempt all men to be their own king, to trust in their feelings, their own wisdom and leadings, because these are so easy for him to influence. God's plan is unchanging. He speaks forth his promises, and by faith, we must march towards them down the narrow path of obedience. We seek, and he speaks, and we follow his lead. The moment we cease to abide in that place of prayer, communion, and following, we will begin to take steps led by our lust, desires, and feelings rather than by his voice and wisdom, and we will get off track. We will walk right off of the narrow path of righteousness and back into the depths of the wilderness. Many will even convince themselves that it is a good place to settle, having either lost faith for greater in the promised land just across the Jordan, or having lost faith in God's willingness to give it to them. Cling, my friend, to God's promises and not to your own emotions or weariness for his words are unchanging like a rock while our emotions are ever shifting like the sand on which ground would you prefer to stand second corinthians chapter 1 verse 20 says for all of the promises of god in him are yea and in him amen what was written In the English, as yes and amen was originally written in the Greek as a firm and a sure place to stand, he is faithful to finish what he started if you maintain your faith in it like faithful Abraham. In James chapter 1 verse 6, it says, but let him ask in faith nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven of the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. For a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. The word translated in the English to mind in this passage in the original Greek literally meant spirit. In other words, a person who is listening to the leading of two spirits and believing. They are double Mind it, they are tossed about. God will not perform his wondrous works for them, my friend. You've got to be fully persuaded in what God has spoken, have the faith of faithful. Abraham in Romans chapter 4 verse 20. We read of it. It says he Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able also to perform and therefore it was counted to him for righteousness. We must come back to that place of absolute faith, a place of total submission, of seeking and listening, and of desiring His daily leading, a place of fearing to miss a single command or word spoken in humble oblation to the wisdom and perfection of the plans that he has made. We must desire to do it his way, the perfect way, the only way that it will truly work. Any other way is the broad way and it will only lead to destruction in the end. Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12 tells us this, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof is the way of death. My friend, Plan B is nothing less than an abortion of destiny. Get rid of your Plan B before it costs you everything that God desires to bring forth through you. Choose God's plan and all that He has ordained for you. To walk in the one you were created for from the beginning. Choose life. Choose faith. Choose the narrow way. Choose to seek God's face every day and submit to his will and wisdom. Even if it brings you through a Gethsemane and a Mount Calvary. Before you see the blessings, he sees the unseen. He knows what he's doing, so lean not on your own understanding, but in everything. Determine that his way is perfection. and Follow his leading. Allow him to direct your path, and he will lead you into the destiny that bears fruit in the earth and bears weight in eternity. Start today by doing away with all your plan B's and set your face to seek the king in faith for a better way. Because there is a great destiny that lays in wait in the unseen for those who dare to believe and step out of the mundane, the plan B's and the easy onto the straight. And narrow path to follow after Jesus. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 tells us this Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lead not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart. From evil. O oh Lord, we pray today for the faith to trust you, to do it willingly, that you not have to prove to us the fruitlessness of all the other things in all the plan B's that we have put our trust in. In Matthew chapter seven, verse twenty-one, Jesus said, This: Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but actually only he that does the will of the Father which is in heaven. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. O Lord, we come to you today and understand that every work of our hands will fail. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken so that only that which cannot be shaken will remain. There is nothing that we can labor for that will not be proven to be labor in vain if you You were not in it if you didn't speak it, if we didn't have faith enough to follow the leading of your spirit. Oh, that flood is going to come because rather they were founded upon the rock or upon the sand. It says the rain came all the same. It rained upon the just and the unjust alike. The flood came for both of them, but only one was able to withstand the shaking, the one that was built upon a firm foundation. Oh, Lord, your words will never fail us, your instructions. Or perfection what you tell us is in our best interest you have a plan for us and a destination the destiny that you have for us is grander than anything we could ever hope or imagine oh let us have the faith to be fully persuaded enough to lay aside every other plan be or distraction and put our whole heart into what you are asking Because your word is clear that your plans for us are good. They are to prosper us and not to harm us, to bring us to an expected end. That destination that you had in store, you are the king of righteousness and you are preparing a people to do a mighty work. But for Israel, those shakings came because they were not willing to put away all their plan B's, all their faith in all these other things and trust you completely. So you had to take them away. You had to strip them so that the next verse tells us that you would then come to them when they cried out for you from the proper position, from a position of submission, when they cried with all of their heart because you had removed the distractions. Because if we can't give you our undivided attention, it's because we haven't given you all of our heart. And calamity and trial and tribulation and pain, it, it has a way of focusing us. The desperation of a situation has a way of causing activation because it causes us to lay aside everything else and press through to get to Jesus. But my friend, he would rather you do it without being forced to he'd love to do it the easy way but far too often we force his hand because we just won't give up our own plans so lord today we come to you humbly and we pray for you to speak clearly father we come back to the beginning we remember the promises that you've spoken. Over the years, Lord, and if we have abandoned hope on them, if we have begun to try to work things out in our own vain imaginations, Lord, then we cast those down. Lord, we stand in faith, fully persuaded that what you have promised, you are able to accomplish. And if we don't see any means for it to happen, then that just means you're setting the stage for the miraculous. Because you are faithful. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. It's one of your characteristics. Oh, Lord, show us with all clarity and sincerity the plans and purposes that you have for us. Then give us the faith and the patience and the endurance to press towards them, no matter what it costs us.